0: This is Roger Green, host of the podcast still known for now as Surfing the Tsunami. Today, we are offering four conversations from episode 35, in which Jorn Schottenberg, Louise Campbell, and I joined together for the first time in a month to look back at the first half of 2023 and forward to the second half in terms of the episodes and lessons. Plus, we have a vault episode from last November addressing the psychology of diet decision making. This conversation focuses largely on the episodes we have planned for the next couple of months. It starts Louise Campbell discussing episodes she plans to lead in August while you're in Schottenberg and then I go off on holiday. And we then proceed to other items we expect to cover later in the year. If you want to learn what you have to look forward to from this podcast, listen on. Reviewing this episode and the various conversations reminded me of how much information has become available already this year and what it pretends in terms of future episodes and an ever-increasing explosion of new information about liver disease and drugs and tests, etc. It's quite a lot to digest very exciting to consider, particularly forward. So sit back, listen, learn, and when you're done, join the dialogue on our LinkedIn discussion group. Why don't we slide into what we're going to do next? Because we want to get Yorn off the bed. And, and frankly, I think we've got some cool episodes coming. So Louise, so over the next three weeks, while Yorn is away for two and then I'm away for the third, Louise isn't going to be driving the entire boat, but she's got a couple of episodes that she's pulling together now that are going to be an important part of the agenda. And uh, so do us a favor and do our listeners a favor and whet their appetites for what they might be looking forward to. Yarn Schottenberg.
1: Well, well, after that intro, Roger, I can't leave. I mean, I got to stick around and hear what Reese uh, is up to, right?
0: Uh, yeah, there, that was part of the... Pre- <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Okay, go ahead, Louise.
2: Louise Campbell. These are all subject to confirmation. One of them is to follow the team in Brisbane who've been doing the Locate Nash study, because I would like to have a conversation with them about their work and the evidence that they're producing, because it sounds very exciting because they've done cost analysis in different areas that aren't traditionally done, but the whole program is centered around locating Nash through fiber scan and actual the patient portfolio in real life. So this is a study that's been running for the last couple of years. I'm just going to wet people's appetite. I'm going to let the team tell you exactly what the study is because that would steal their thunder, but also the hard work that everybody's done there. So that was one.
0: So would I be stealing the appetite wedding if I said that what you said about this that got my attention in 15 words or less is it's really a holistic look at liver disease and all the way ways that it impacts the society Mm -hmm. much more broadly than what we talk about on this podcast normally.
2: Yes, my understanding is that's correct. It goes into workforce and um, other areas. I do know they're due for publication, so I'm not going to reveal because I know very little. So it will be what they're prepared to reveal if I can get them to confirm. So these episodes may not come off.
0: Oh, and if they can't, then trust us, this episode will come off at some point, because if they can't confirm now because they've not published yet and they're embargoed, then when they're no longer embargoed, it's not. I'm definitely going to want us to come back and talk about. So that's number one. Go ahead, do number two.
2: And number two relates to the recent nomenclature discussion that we've been having and the fact that this may not be the end of that. I'm hoping to have a conversation with Dr. Yekoya Ayorinde, who wrote a very good piece on the historical narrative of fatty liver, dating well back, almost a couple of hundred years from today. So this may not be the newest disease, but it has certainly got a long way to go and it's undergone a lot of different changes for what it's been called and how it's been referred to over that couple of hundred years. So in a couple of hundred years' time, somebody may dust off this episode and say the new name for is X and Y and we have now gone back. So I'm hoping to have a very interesting conversation about the history and where it's come from to where we are now. That's been previously published. It's a historical narrative from fatty liver in the 19th century to contemporary NAFLD. And it's um, reconciling the present with the past. And of course, we've taken a leap forward since this was published in 2021. And this is an Australian physician out of Perth. And Australia will not be changing currently with Asia-Pacific from NAFLD and maffled or maffled and NASH. So um, it'll be an interesting conversation, but I'm so excited about the history and it's not as new as we think it is.
0: Louise, I will bet this much. I will bet that when we come back to this, Space in 20 years, assuming we're all around to do that, that we will learn that there are more names and more subdivisions and maybe even a different general focus. I talk about cancer, which started out as cancer, as in Nixon thought he could find one cure for cancer in 1969 in the U.S., and then we understood that cancers in different organs are different things and that there are different kinds of cancers in each organ, and, and then eventually found some commonalities. I expect we'll have undergo the same process here as NITs come into the picture and as we get NAI an and we get a richer understanding of the disease. In fact, that's exactly what I would anticipate will happen. So, we may still have this broad umbrella that is the same umbrella that we just changed to. But boy, there are going to be a lot more things in it with relative balances.
2: Yes, and so hopefully this will go out and these will be the two episodes I'm covering. If they're not, they'll have been cut and I'll have said two different episodes and nobody will be any the wiser. No,
0: they'll be the wiser because we're, we're posting this this week. But it wouldn't be the first time that we ever didn't do exactly what we said we were going to do, Part, pardon the double negative. <laughs> yeah, so those are excitements for August. We still want to come back and do one, one uh, episode talking about basic science and maybe one about fully devoted to AI and uh, NITs in terms of what we learned out of Easel and how those pieces go together. In fact, the AI and NIT issue is a lock for some time this month. The other one we'll see about. In September, we're going to cover Paris Nash. I may be there in person. It's not clear yet. Then the newly renamed SLD Summit, formerly known as the NAFL Summit, which we will cover in Prague, hopefully in person. Go ahead, Jörn.
1: Well, this was one of the uh, implementation strategies that I realized come out of the societies. They will work to contribute their share on change and implementing that name uh, change. So I think the SLD summit now as it's called, will be one big step. And I think ASLD is going to have something happening before that, too. So uh, both societies stand together here and step up to move the name change forward.
0: When you say ASLD might have something happening, are you comfortable and in a position to provide any more details on what you mean by that?
1: Well, I, they, they plan a lot of educational activities as, you know, say, they whatever they can do through their web pages, through their webinars, their offerings. So I, the general educational activities are being planned through ASLD. Sld that should be announced soon. Okay, but nothing on the scale of a major
0: meeting rebrand like Sld Summit. Not a meeting. No, no, no
1: not, not okay. that. Okay, I, I wasn't either. That was
0: I, I asked the question not knowing the answer, or knowing that if there was an answer, I didn't know it. Try it that way. Yeah. So we'll be looking at those at some point. Several people. You and I have mentioned this to you yet, and have asked for a specific meeting where we pull together as many of the key players in Lnit as possible. We talked about that a lot when it got started, and folks have said, "Well, gee, what's going on with that?" There were a couple of presentations at Easel that were important presentations that were clearly nail-on IT presentations, but to look more broadly at kind of an update on that and where it's going is something we'll be looking to do sometime this fall. I'm starting to work on an episode that we've badly needed forever and I haven't known how to put together, which is U.S. payers and and what they will and won't pay for and and, and how they're going to evaluate this issue when it comes to market, because I think that's going to be pivotally important. So I I anticipate that sometime in September, October. And frankly, one of the reasons I'm putting all this out here is we get a lot of listeners. As you'll hear in the business report, we just had our second straight 10,000 download month, which. is the first time we've ever done that. And we'd like you guys, you folks, when I say guys, you know, I come from Brooklyn or Long Island, which is close enough. We'd like you folks, you good, gentle people, to let us know what you'd like us to be talking about that we're not. What are areas and people you'd like to see us bring on that either we've not brought on in a while or have not brought on at all. And and topics you'd like to see up for discussion that we haven't talked about. The other one that comes to mind, and this is just as we're talking here, is we haven't touched epidemiology in a big way in a while. We should probably do that as well sometime in the fall. Anything else, folks?
2: No, but uh, just on your epidemiology, there's been some fascinating figures out of Asia and West Asia Pacific recently in The Lancet and the diabetes about the size of metabolic disease in 10 to, I think it was 10 to 19-year-olds and then 10 to 24-year-olds that don't quote me on at the moment. I've just been skipping through them. But the rise of type 1 but type 2 diabetes in those populations is massive. And my, I think the one figure that I could remember is the Chinese population. In that age range, dropped by one 145 million, and yet the Indian population in that age range one rose by about 145 million. So they basically balanced each other out. The figures are astronomical. <laughs> But the concern of the rise of metabolic associated diseases and NCDs, which is what they're focused on, epidemiology would be a great one, particularly in that region. Yeah, Mazda
0: was citing a number last week about the uh, Lancet study on diabetes in 2050. They said there's expected 1.5 billion people will be alive and living with diabetes in the year 2050, which is... um
1: mind-boggling, really.
2: The Figures are frightening. So
1: the only thing I might want to add at this stage is that, you know, with all these people living with uh, type 2 diabetes and increasing numbers, we're coming to the end of this podcast, but they're reaching the end of their liver capacity. So a lot of these people are developing cirrhosis and clinical significant portal hypertension. And this is something we want to avoid with the therapies that are currently being developed. But to me as a clinician, it's so exciting to see that some of the companies are also moving into that advanced field, clinical significant portal hypertension, decreasing the rate of decompensation you might, if you have an effective drug, see effects even at a shorter timeline. You don't need five-year outland trials to show efficacy of the drug. So while it might be a tough drop to swallow or whatever you might say, you know, tough target, a difficult study to be done because those are sick patients. If you have an effective drug, you you can be successful at a rate that we're not seeing in the F2, F3 treatment draws today.
0: That makes tremendous sense. I mean, Stephen, if you recall, was it last week that he made the comment that he's confident we'll have some demonstration in the near future that FGF2. Twenty ones can get approved in control cirrhosis. That's not what you're talking about. You're talking about the step after that, right? Where people start to decompensate.
1: So even more, yeah. So there are early drug programs that are being set up for that uh, clinical significant portal hypertension, being defined as portal pressure over ten millimeter mercury, meaning they have varices, they have high risk of ascites, and this is beyond what we're currently uh, looking at in most of the trials. But there are some compounds being developed for that arena of clinical significant portal hypertension. Well,
0: okay. So then let's put a uh, mark on the wall that we need to do a, a cirrhosis episode and we can really look at both of those at once earlier and later and ask what's happening because you're right, I mean A, in the liver galaxy those are the patients in the hepatology practice that need the most help the fastest and the treating them is different. So with that why don't we wrap up and I'm going to ask each of you to take 30 seconds and just make up an answer to this one and I will as well. What episode you'd like to see us do sometime before the end of the year that we've not mentioned yet? Oh and saying covering ASLD is a
2: cheat. Well, given such short notice I'd like to debate, does santa claus (laughs) fatty liver disease of which type because you've just uh, (laughs) literally you flew through me with exactly what i'd like to cover but um, i hadn't really thought about what we hadn't covered (laughs) that I'd like to see. But it would be an interesting debate.
0: I love that episode. Of course, there's a theological problem.
2: Well, what symptoms can we discern that <laughs> he's got?
0: Yeah, we, we've got to bring the non-Christians to that party, so we might have to pick a few religious figures. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking you could do historiography on Buddha as well, and that might be kind of interesting.
2: Well, if you go back to my comment last week, is we do look at, have to look at the psychological aspects of what we're doing with these medications in the fact that curves are part of nature. Curves are seen as a sign of fertility by changing somebody's body habitus positively or negatively actually has serious repercussions. So whilst we might be laughing about Saint Nick or what he's called in different languages and areas, actually there is a serious undertone about the change. We're all trying to pigeonhole people and lose weight and that, but it's where we lose the weight and how we measure it. So there is a serious side to Saint Nicholas and uh, Buddha and the curvy sculptures that we see that people atone.
0: Louise, one of the things I love about that answer is that Jorn would only come up with something that off the beaten path when he's really tired.
1: So <laughs> well, I can't, uh, I, I can't be beat mic. Santa Claus. I mean, that's just. <laughs> 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 I was kind of, I was thinking, I was thinking serious business here. So I, I thought we should really re-invite more colleagues to join us uh, in the discussion because I think you know, in the momentum we're at this point in broadening the outreach and, and moving seahotodic uh, liver disease to a broader audience I think it'd be great to have a, you know, a primary care physician's voice that we haven't spoken with or that might not have as much contact with the disease itself but of course a lot of insight in managing everyday's patients get somebody uh, of those colleagues on this podcast here even an endocrinologist that's not uh, as heavily focused on fatty liver disease as uh, Ken cancuzzi might be for example so um, I think uh, you know sitting down together we can come up with a few suggestions and, and invite new surfers
0: you're not I, th- I th- I think that's eminently doable. Listen, we've got uh, GPs and endocrinologists who are not as prominent as Ken as regulars on every episode of Rising Tide for exactly that reason, because that's where the target is. It might be interesting to get some of those folks, one or two of them, to get together with a couple of the hepatology KOLs. I think that's a great idea.
2: I think Charles's right. On a more serious note, now I've had a little bit more time to think about it than just being thrown at that 30-second question. But also if we have people in the audience from different countries who would like to participate i'd like to see us open it up a little bit we singapore is a very big audience for us obviously macedonia so you did a beautiful episode about ukraine and how things are managed and we always talk from our own very western perspective
0: but You know, since the two leaders of ELPA, one is from Macedonia and the other is from Slovenia, which are ironically the first two countries where we ever scored number one on top medical podcasts, I'm sure we could come on and we could do that and that would work out well. And I think that's a great idea. I mean, you're right, we take a very U.S.-Western Europe view. So I think that might be a really interesting thing to take a look at from a different perspective. Um, You guys came up with three ideas, which means I don't have to come up with any. I can just wish everybody farewell. And we will be back next week, same time slot. Jorn will not be with us, but Louise will. And uh, we'll come up with something this might be Louise's first episode if she could pull it together fast enough. Or if not, I've got a couple other things in mind. And we'll be back in a week. Until then, stay safe, Sir Fon.
1: And now, back to Roger.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this recording. If you have any questions or comments about the content of this conversation or the entire episode, please put them in the review section of the page from which you downloaded the conversation or send an email to questions at surfingnash.com. If you have suggestions for episodes you'd like to see us prepare in the fall, that would be the right way to send those to us as well. We'll be back next week, ideally with one of the conversation topics Louise Campbell discussed in conversation four of this episode. Until then, stay safe. Surf on. We'll see you on the podcast. Bye-bye now.